Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Number 13 served with distinction through and beyond the First World War. The new Montana, a nuclear-powered fast-attack submarine, builds on that legacy. Learn how you can help make history at USSMontanaCommittee.us. ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Well, I'm so flattered by how many awesome uh, texts we have coming in. Appreciate everybody for listening and providing feedback. But we're going to take a little bit of a break today. Instead, we're going to talk some old school Grizz hoops. Shane Scooter Christensen, our latest subject on our Where Are They Now series. Chris Redpath in studio with me. Maybe, just maybe, we might get to our Big Sky Conference women's hoops conversation that we've been trying to have for a month. Our guests have just been so good that we just keep on rolling and we don't have time for it, but maybe we'll get to it today. I'm in an hour number two. Carol Matugas No Sports. She's got some analysis about the uh, the recent baseball brawl that took Twitter by storm, as well as some other uh, fun talking points in the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. And uh, then we'll keep on talking Big Sky Conference football, toughest non-conference schedules. But we'll stay away from the, the uh, realignment today just because we've spent so many hours talking about it but go check out our podcast from the last couple days i thought uh, some great stuff on monday during the montana football hour some excellent stuff yesterday from both of our guests sam herder senior analyst for uh for the fcs for hero sports and bet mgm as well as matt brown the founder and uh author of the extra point newsletter as well uh both those guys great feedback when it came to um the 
the the world that turns, the world that's spinning off its axis right now when it comes to college football. So uh, that's what we're doing today here on the show. It is Nuanas Now, uh, ESPN Radio. Uh, in case she's listening, she usually is. Happy birthday to my mom. Uh, it's always a great day, great great day to have a birthday, August 10th. So uh, love you, Mom. I can't wait for dinner tonight. And uh, if you're listening, we appreciate it. And uh, I want to also give a shout-out to Suzanne. Yeah, right? And she probably worked out this morning. <laughs> Krista and my mom, see, they both go to the gym every day, so they see each other at the gym every day. I'm trying to keep pace. Uh, both very inspirational to me. Uh, but happy birthday, Mom. And uh, wouldn't be here without you, couldn't do it without you, and uh, can't wait for a little dinner tonight. Uh, our guest today, as I mentioned, Shane Scooter Christensen. He's a point guard for the Grizzlies in the late 90s and early 2000s. A memorable guy because of his, his pizzazz and personality, certainly. He was also sort of the, the floor general for that those Grizz teams for several years. And it was during a time where there was a lot of transition going on. Blaine Taylor, one of the most beloved coaches in the history of Grizz basketball, uh, he stepped away and then went and took a job at, at uh, Stanford on Mike Montgomery's staff. Don Holst takes over. But in the midst of that, Don Holst, uh, the the Grizz and Lady Grizz are going through a, a stadium renovation. I mean, that's the one weird year of, in 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 Lady Grizz history too, right? Because didn't you guys have like four or five torn ACLs or something crazy? Yes, that was definitely my era. It yeah. was very bizarre to have a year at Sentinel High School, for and then everybody's for women and the everybody's hurt, at the, right? So yes. it was just a strange time for Montana basketball. But then they 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 got back on track, and then they went to the NCAA tournament. Jane Christensen's senior year, winning the Big Sky tournament in one of the great upsets ever. I think we're used to the Grizz being sort of the front runners when it comes to the Big Sky tournament, especially in the old days when it used to be hosted. But that was when when Dan Trammell had the put-back dunk in the semifinals to win the game at the buzzer. That that was one of the most shocking and, and one of the most memorable moments in Big Sky Conference tournament history, and Shea Christensen was on that team. Well, and to go into Montana State and disrupt as well, they had just lost to yes. him about two weeks before, and then they go in and just have that statement win, make it to the big dance. That was just incredible. I actually remember that moment. I was back playing from Copenhagen, Denmark, where I was playing professionally, back as a fan, and that was just a fantastic team and just so fun to watch, but obviously a great way to cap off your career by going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, certainly. So we'll uh, we'll catch up with Shane Scooter Christensen here uh, in just a minute. Our Where Are They Now series, all summer long, is presented by Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Ryan and Miller a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. They handle cases across the state of Montana and focus in specific areas of law to ensure they provide their clients with the best representation. Their firm proudly handles automobile accidents, medical malpractice cases, wrongful death claims, DUIs, and criminal charges. They have a 24-7 answering service, so call them anytime. Ryan and Miller Law, your uh, Montana attorneys. Uh, any other thoughts on on Shane Scooter Christensen before we uh, we get to him? He was, I think he's mo- way more memorable for his personality and pizzazz than than like his statistical production. Although he was one of the great passing point guards, the well, number ever two had. behind Travis Secure. Yeah. So obviously, you know, great. Um, I remember him. He was younger than me, so I was a senior when he was a sophomore, and I do remember that that year, both of us hosting the culture, which was really neat here yeah. in Missoula to have the women's tournament and the men's tournament. Yep. And obviously playing for the Lady Grizz, I didn't get to watch the men that much because totally. we were on opposite right. um, schedules, but I had a chance to watch them play. And that was really neat to host both tournaments. Certainly. Uh, Chris Redpath, by the way, in studio with us. It sounds like we do have uh, the man himself, Shane Co- Scooter Christensen, joining us now on our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller Law. 
And uh, I think a lot of people know this, Shane, but we'll just let you uh, tell them. Welcome in, by the way. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, You've been doing some fun stuff for quite a few years now, so I'll let you tell the folks. I think most people know what you've been up to lately, but uh, just give us uh, the here and now. What, what have you been up to these last several years? Oh, man. I, um, I've, I'm married, uh, coming on to my 11th year. It's September 15th. I'm not Congrats. living in Vegas anymore. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm um, not living in Vegas. I'm living in Weatherford, Oklahoma, which is about an hour outside of Oklahoma City. And uh, we've been here for about four years now. And uh, I've been a globe charter for 18 years. So I must be doing something right, man, because they keep bringing me back. <laughs> well, I, I just, this last winter, I got super into reading sports biographies. And I read this great biography about Wilt Chamberlain. And, and what an impressive person uh, he was and just so multifaceted. I mean, he's larger than life for sure. But in that, he talks about how his happiest time, even though he won multiple NBA championships and played in the NBA for 14 seasons, his happiest time was playing for the Harlem Globetrotters. So uh, what an honor for you. Just take us through the experiences because, I mean, this has truly let you travel the entire world. That's right. I've been... In my 18 years, I've been to 86 different countries, which wow. I've never thought in a million years I'd get something, I'll get a chance to do that. And for me to do that, to travel the world and to play the game that I love, it's absolutely a, a, a true honor and a blessing, you know, and, uh, and, the, and the, to know the people that uh, that came before me, you know, when the people think of the Harmlow Charters, they think of two names all the time, Meadowlark Lemon and Curly Nail. Yep. And yes. you can't, I, I tell you what, no matter where, and my, before I was, I joined the Charters, while I'm with the Charters right now, there's two names that come up. There's always Middle Art Living and Curly Mill, and it's unbelievable uh, the impact that they had. And then once you get into it, you start realizing uh, the lives that they changed by making people feel good. And it's something that was just right up my alley. And uh, it's just, it's, it's a, just, just a great feeling. Well, I think there's so many people listening that have, have probably seen the Globe Charters before or certainly know what they are. What's your right. schedule? What's your schedule like? I mean, how many how many performances a year are you doing? I mean, how, how often do you have to perform? I tell you what, our U.S. tour always starts December twenty sixth, so it's the day after Christmas. So we're actually traveling on Christmas Day for to start the game on the twenty sixth, and that U.S. tour goes from about December twenty sixth all the way all the way to about mid April. It, it just depends, but it's somewhere around April or so. Um, with that U.S. tour, but after that, you got your Europe tour, you got your China tour, you got the Australia tour, you got the South America tour. You know what I mean? So, and then that goes for about another month and a half, two months. That you might get a little break in between, and then you start. Then we have the military tour. You know what I mean? So it's just it's it really feels like it's just year round. <laughs> so Scooter, obviously, I know that you have amazing handles. When you played here, it was just you were just gifted, and you worked at your craft, but even find time to work on your craft when you're always performing do you put in a certain amount of hours each day practicing still for sure uh, we, we play every single day and before every game we have about a about a two-hour window where we do go, have practice and you go over you know the trick shots and you're working on your handles and you know the ball handling skills and uh, just the coach kind of make sure like okay this is what we're going to do for the night is everybody good and then you just go out and perform so we get about two, about two hours before every game to, to get that practice. shane christensen better known as scooter 
Joining us here, a Harlem Globetrotter, a former Grizz basketball player. It's our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Chris Redpath sitting in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, and then Shane joining us live on the Rangich Brothers uh, RV phone line. Part of what makes the Globetrotters so great is just the element of being a, a sort of a global ambassador. And it's not just for the game of basketball. It's sort of for America in general as well. And, and so often, right. I mean, the people that watch you in, in South America and, and uh, you know, all these other different countries, that might be their only real exposure to American culture at all. So does that come with the element of pressure? I guess, I mean, that's that's so cool, but also a huge responsibility. It is. You know what I mean? I think the best uh, thing about what we do is that you can go anywhere in the world and may not speak the language that well, but we always had that universal language where we, you know, make people laugh and make people smile. We, we actually tell the story through the game of basketball. And it's, it's a beautiful thing because sometimes, you know, you're looking at somebody, you know that they don't know English, you, you don't know their language, but you can make them smile by the you're working on your craft, your ball handling skills, or a, a dunk, you know, throwing a pass or something. It just gets people so much excitement that it makes them want to come back each, each time over and over again. But I'll tell you what, the, the coolest thing is that when we go to these different countries, they remember the old school Globetrotters. Like, man, I, rem- I think the parents get more excited than the kids. I was one of those parents. I was more excited than my kids. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, yeah, so hopefully this generation is doing something for the kids. And when they get up, like, yeah, I remember Scooter, you know what I mean? So uh, it's it's, it's a very neat feeling and uh, very rewarding for sure. You came back to Missoula just a few years ago. Actually, my kids were little. I still have the picture of you with my kids on my bulletin board right by my desk, Scooter. Yeah, I it, remember that picture. It was just great. But what was it like to come back to Dahlberg Arena and perform tricks and perform in front of um, your home crowd of, of the Grizz? Uh, unbelievable. You know, I remember, and I'm not sure if you remember this, but I remember the first time it was my it might have been my second year with the Trotters, and <laughs> they nicknamed me my first two names. My first two years, they nicknamed me Baby. Amazing. <laughs> and and I'm like, no, it's and I have a funny story about that too. Um, um, but it was, I mean, I tell you what, like to see Coach uh, Samson and Coach Host, uh, Coach uh, Schmaltz, all these guys that came, you know, like my first year, came back to, Mo- to Missoula, Montana. And to see and to have them, they see me play ball, but now they get to see me entertain was unbelievable. Um, and it was just, you know, you want to perform well in front of your, you know, that's that's my, my your Grizz family, and they enjoyed it. I remember uh, Samson coming up to me, and he was Coach Samson. He was like, "Man, the way you handled that ball, I didn't, I didn't know that you could do all that." You know what I mean? And I was like, "Well, I just practiced at it, Coach." You know, but my my funny story about that is that, like I said, my first two years. They nicknamed me Bebe, but there was a guy on the team. His name was Scooter. I think his actual name was Scooter. You oh, know, funny. so and I was and I was trying to tell him like you know you, you know like do you have a nickname? Like yeah, I, I, my nickname is Scooter, but I don't know if this guy is a veteran. I don't want you know I mean, if he has Scooter, that's cool. I, do you earn a nickname? I don't know how this works, but so they gave me Bebe because I have of course I had a baby face. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what was funny is that uh, when we got my second year, we we. You know, we get to Missoula, and, you know, it was a good crowd my first year performing in Missoula, and the, they had these scooter signs on the <laughs> out in the stands. I'm like, oh, my God, the guy on my team, Scooter, he goes, man, they love me out here. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. 
I said, no. I said, you know oh, what? I'm great. a nice guy, but I got I got to toot my own horn a little bit. I said, there's only one Scooby that came out of here, and it ain't you, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I had to let him know. I had to let him know, but then by the third year, of course, you know, it changed the scooter, so it was good. <laughs> Shane Christensen joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. It's our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Where did your Where did your nickname originally come from then? Oh, man. My, uh, I, my first love was soccer. So uh, when I was little, I had a guy on the team. His name was Sean, and, of course, my name was Shane. Uh, so they would... For some reason, they would call me Sean and him saying, and he used to just start that, like, oh, my God, it's, it's not Sean. How, how can they mess that up? It doesn't even sound the same. And my dad said, you know what, just call him Scooter because he just he runs all day. He never gets tired. I had just, just that kid that just had all this ball of energy. My dad, and he just screws up and down the field all day, and he never gets tired. And, of course, at that age, you don't know the rules. So I, was, I was just kicking the ball, and I was trying to be goalie at the same time and all that stuff, you know. But my mom, my mom's story is like, okay, I remember when he was little, and he, in, in his diaper, he used to crawl with one leg and scoot the other leg. So one knee would be raw hmm. from, the, from the carpet, and the other knee would be good. So I'm like, whichever one you guys, I mean, Scooter's saying, I've got so many names, whichever one, just pick one, you know? Gotta love it. We'll come back to some of your upbringing and, and uh, your background there in a minute. But I got a couple more about the Globetrotters, because I just find this so fascinating and it's so cool that a guy from you know went to college in missoula montana is just on this global stage what's the what's the craziest and or most strange country you've ever been to have you ever been somewhere that just completely surprised you with how different it was compared to what you thought oh my gosh um i remember um playing in uh tel aviv israel and i just and we had the we had the opportunity to go see jerusalem and we walked, they had a, like a tour guide that was actually walking us in. Uh, we got to see the, the, the wailing wall where everybody was praying on the wall. And I, I mean, just the significance there was just unbelievable because I grew up in the church home with my mom and knowing the stories. And uh, so that will always be number one for me. But I, I'll tell you what, the most craziest one I think I've ever did was I was uh, on an aircraft carrier in the Mediterranean Sea. I'm actually bringing the ball across the ship. I look left, all I see is water sky, and the F-16 actually fly, flying over my head all at the same time. That is crazy, Scooter. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's challenging parts as well. I know the travel is grueling, and now that you have three young right. kids, do they travel with you? Do your wife and kids travel? Or when they go to watch you, are your kids like, wow, my dad's famous? <laughs> You, you know, it, when they were a little bit younger, so I got a nine-year-old, seven, and a six now. Um, it was, you know, when I when we had our first baby, of course it was it was hard because I'm so I'm the only child, so I'm just used to my mom and dad. Just, I mean, they didn't miss a game, you know. They didn't, they was they they practically live in Montana to catch my games, you know, and. Yeah. And then my dad was listening on the radio to Mick O'Neill. And he goes, I love this. I mean, everything. You know, they didn't miss anything. So when I had my first child, it was just like, okay, I'm on the road. I, I don't know nothing else but how to do this on how my mom and dad do it. So how am I missing this? And then my dad just had to break it down. You know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, go do what you do. Because if you don't do what you do, then you can't buy that toy. You, you can't get those clothes. So I'm like, okay, there's my motivation right there. And I mean, it doesn't get easy, you know what I mean? So 
But uh, it is tough. It, it never gets easy because that is the downside of it because you are on the road so much and you're, you're missing your family and all that stuff. But then again, you, you know what you signed up for too as well. Well, it also seems like there's a challenge there because there's no off days, right? I mean, when you're performing, you're performing, and it doesn't matter if you're sick or tired or whatever, had a bad day. People don't care, right? They might be That might be the only time they ever get to see the Globetrotters. So how do you sort of get up for game day every day? It's, it, it's tough, you know what I mean? It, it has these moments where it's like, God, you know, if I get on this bus again, we got to travel, we got to take your, uh, your suitcases on, uh, off the bus, and then you get uh, But I remember there was a time where we, our bus actually had broke down at one time, and we missed, because, you know, you kind of go to the hotel to kind of wind down a little bit before practice starts. And this particular time, our bus broke down, we missed our time to go to the hotel, we had to go straight to the game, put our jerseys on on the bus, and go straight out there and start performing. And I was like, man, this this is the kind of kind of the things that come with it, you know what I mean? But when you start thinking about the bigger picture here, and it's like, okay, you know, there are some people out here that don't love what they do and have three or four jobs just to make ends meet. And I'm sitting here doing something I love to do and I get to make people smile. When I put that in perspective, and it's like, okay, I can go out here and do my job every single time. It's certainly a performance, but also you have to have all the basketball skills and intangibles and all that stuff too. But also people expect a great show too. So what happens What happens if you're not shooting it well that night? Or have you ever had a night where you just don't have the handles? I guess that's probably not even an option, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, of course. I mean, you, you, you want to perform well. It's just like, uh, like a regular basketball game, right? You know? Like you, you hate missing, you hate getting the ball stolen. You know, sometimes I mean, but you know, things just happen. But I think when that when those moments come, I think that's a good thing. I mean, it's a it's a good thing for the kids to see that it doesn't bother you. You know what? Like we're human too, man. We we miss shots. <laughs> you know, we mess up, but we come back with a smile on my face, and we get the next one. You know, I mean, goodness, I've seen Steph Curry go 0 for 10 one time. Did that mess him up? No, he came back the next game and went 10 for 10. Like, you know what I mean? We're all human here, and I think that it, 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 it's, it's a bigger lesson behind, you know, when you mess up sometimes because, you know, we are human, and, you know, sometimes the shot doesn't fall, and it, it, it is what it is. Guess what? we got another game tomorrow. We're going to go to practice, work on your shot, and be better the next day. So, Scooter, I share a love of basketball with you, and I, I think that's just yes. – it's obviously obvious. But I saw a recent video of you blindfolded doing all these tricks. Okay, if I blindfold myself, I almost – I'm going to fall over by just standing here. Um, and I, I think I'm coordinated. I mean, I can still beat my kids in pig. You know, I'm, I'm a hooper. <laughs> but talk to me about – how how did you even like get that skill? Did you start blindfolding yourself when you were younger, or how did this all come about? I tell you what, my inspiration as a kid, uh, the reason why I played basketball was Pistol Pete Maverick. There was a movie called The Pistol, and I'm watching this kid, and 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 I believe it's like okay, he's got to be the same age as me, and he's blindfolded, drilling through his house. He's working on his his ball handling skills. He knows how to. He's spinning the ball, all this stuff. I'm thinking, like, if I could do that, maybe it could help my competitive game, which it did. So when I was a kid, I mean, in eighth grade, I mean, my dad videotaped me uh, blindfolded, driven two basketballs, you know, spinning the ball on my finger. At eighth grade, 
because I felt that if I could handle the ball, that was going to help me. And it really did because God did not bless me to have a, you know, a, 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 a LeBron James. I mean, just God-given ability. You know what I mean? I had to work at it. And then I think that just kind of carried over. I could, like you said, I could always handle the ball. And then it's almost like once I found my routine with the trotters, it's, you just t- you try to make that consistent every single time. So we got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm challenging myself. I ain't done nothing in a while. I want to see if I can do it. And trust me, it took a minute, but I was like, okay, I got it. It's, it's like I, I would go through it. I was like, okay, let me just let me switch it up here. And, I, I mean, I could done it forwards, backwards. You know, like once you know something, when you know, you know, it hits right there. And, I, and, it, and it worked out good. I'm glad it worked out. So I'm like, because I said, if this works, I got to put, I have to let people know. And it got people talking. I was like, man, you couldn't do that. I said, oh, okay, well, go ahead. You, you try it. Let me, let me see what you can do. And they don't even try it, you know? So, <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not scared to fail. I'm not scared to mess up, you know? So yeah, it worked out good. I'm glad people liked it though. I thought it was pretty cool. Former Grizz point guard Shane Christensen, second in school history at the University of Montana in assists, and been playing for the Harlem Globetrotters for the better part of the last two decades. Joining us here on our Where Are They Now series, it's our uh, it's, it's ESPN Radio. You're listening to Nuwana's Now, our ESPN uh, Where Are They Now series all summer long. is brought to you by Ryan & Miller, your Montana attorneys, where they're dedicated to providing their clients with the best representation. Ryan & Miller work as a team to provide one-of-a-kind legal services for each of their clients their team works hard to ensure their clients get the compensation they deserve after being in a car accident. Consultations are always free, so call anytime, 406-542-2233. That's 542-2233 today. Uh, you mentioned your parents a little bit, but it sounds like they have a huge influence in your life and uh, certainly um, a, a, a path less traveled to go from Las Vegas to Missoula. But before we get there, Growing up, did you actually grow up in Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah, born and raised, grew up. Uh, everybody's still there mom and dad, cousins, aunties, uncles. Uh, you know, everybody's there. So it was, and I, you know what, believe it or not, I get that question a lot. How did you grow up in Vegas? I'm right. like, well, I don't know. Like, it's not, was it wasn't my fault, you know? <laughs> you know, how did you grow where you from? You know, it wasn't like they had any houses like right where the lights are at on the strip, you know? Right. So, uh, but it was, um, I mean, Vegas was Vegas, man. It's like once, you know, I'm just like your friends. You know, you grow up in school with your friends, then somebody plays soccer, then you all play soccer. You know, somebody that's, you know, runs track, then you all play track. Then basketball, and, you know, I remember being on three teams my eighth grade year. It was the school, the school team, the Boys and Girls Club League, and then the City League. And I remember going undefeated in all three teams my eighth grade year. And I remember telling my dad, I said, you know what, dad, it's not going to get any better than this. And my dad said, oh, you just started. You don't even know the half of it yet, you know, like, <laughs> so, but um, growing up in Vegas, man, it was, just, it was unbelievable. Um, the, our claim to fame back then was the running Rebels winning the national championship yep. against Duke in 19, 1990, you know, with uh, Stacey Augman, Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, you know, uh, George Ackles. Uh, Anderson Hunt, you know, all these, I mean, we, it was like that team was just like unbelievable. I remember when they won and me and my mom and dad, you know, we got the car driving the streets and just everybody, it was like everybody did the same thing, you know, waving the, waving the red and white, you know, like, you know, every, you know, every rebels, you know, Tarkanian, Jerry Tarkanian, it was just crazy. 
So that's like that was I remember that, and I'm used to the dry heat. You know what I mean? That now that I'm living out here, I'm, I'm still trying to get used to the humidity out of here in uh, OKC. But uh, but that was that was Vegas for me, man. Basketball, basketball and church, growing up, and that was my life. Basketball, church, and school. You know. Were those guys? Then, is that is that like your idols or the, those UNLV guys? Or I mean, who did you look up to? Who was sort of your inspirations when it came to hoops? Oh man, like well, my dad used to love Magic Johnson, so I used to love watching um, the Lakers and Celtics go going against each other, and then all of a sudden, Ooh, those were some battles. My goodness, right? And then here comes this uh, Michael Twenty Three Air Jordan dude. I'm like, who is this dude here? <laughs> so I just I gravitated toward just saw everything that he did i was just amazed like like every other kid in the world um but then as you grow older you start and you're playing basketball you start to see like well who's my game like who do i like uh kind of can mimic my game afterwards and then me coming up in that in those days it was i was i was steve nash jason kidd and gary payton that was my game that i was trying to pattern my game afterwards because i love how they could affect the game if they had a bad shooting game, they could always affect the game with their passing or their defense, you know? And, I, and I'm like, man, I can kind of gravitate towards that. And that's what I did. You know, I never worried about how many points I scored or how many assists I got. I just want, I really love, I really hung my hat on making the right play and, and having my teammates like knowing that, okay, we can count on Scooter to be there. You know, he's going to give us 110% every single time whether it's good or bad, I knew if I had effort and energy, I could always, something good was going to happen, and I hung my head on that. From Sin City to the Garden City, then to the global stage, more with Shane Christensen, former Grizz point guard and a proud representative of the Harlem Globetrotters. Right after this, it's our Where Are They Now series, presented by Ryan and Miller Law, more with a Grizz great. On the other side, keep it right here, CSPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Snowan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. 
Or where are they now? Series continues. Crystal Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez, and Shane Christensen, former Grizz point guard who spent the better part of the last 20 years playing uh, internationally for the Harlem Globetrotters, our guest. Before we get back to Shane, though, i got to mention this. If you've been following the news on a national level, uh, Hawaii right now is on fire, and uh, the wildfires are running rampant. But this is one that actually has a, a tie, an unfortunate tie, uh, to, to Montana. Johnny Verona, who was a great defensive tackle for the uh, the Grizz football team back in the early 2000s, uh, he lives now in Lahaina, Hawaii, which is on the island of Maui. And Johnny works as a firefighter. And uh, so he's been fighting these fires on the front lines. And unfortunately, uh, he and his family lost almost everything that they own. So this is terrible uh, what has happened to them. And he's certainly doing a hero's work. So uh, a couple former Grizz guys set up a GoFundMe for Johnny and his family. So if you can, please help out, donate. You can just uh, Google, or I guess go on GoFundMe and just search Grizz Family Affected by the Lahaina Fire. Um, And we'll also put a link out on our social media and stuff like that. But uh, super, super sad. And I I hope that uh, anybody that can contribute does. And just spread the word, anybody that has any connection to... To Montana, remembers Johnny Verona, or, or you know whatever. I mean, I, regardless of if he's an ex-Grizz or not, the guy's doing great work there in Maui, and uh, so uh, a bummer that that happened. On a much happier note, though, our great interview with Shane Christensen uh, continues. So, Scooter, first of all, just tell us uh, when, when you're when you're in high school in Vegas. When did the Grizz first land on your radar, and, and did you have any idea about Montana as a state or Montana as a university when you, you first heard about the Grizz? Oh man, I, I tell you what, I didn't even know where Montana was on the map back then, buddy. <laughs> I, I remember, uh, but I had a I had a friend, I had a friend ahead of me that was a year ahead of me. His name was Jim Roban, and he had signed to Montana my senior year in high school. So we used to in in Vegas. They used to have this holiday prep classic uh, tournament, you know, like around Christmas year, and. Uh, Christmas time around around like that 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 season, and uh, I remember him coming down. He was like, he's like, dude, you gotta play good today. And I'm like, okay, I try my best every time, but why are you so? He goes, man, because I got my coaches here, and they're gonna be looking at you. And I said, I said, where do you go? He goes, Montana. I said, where's Montana? At? And he just started <laughs> dying laughing. So he just started laughing. But uh, what happened was is uh, I ended up playing good, and uh, I think the coaches had. Um, they had, they had gotten, not get in touch with me, but they had just kind of let me know that they were looking. And he kind of let me know a little something, too. And then what was so funny, I used to get these college letters. And I remember getting a college letter um, from Montana State. And all I and what's crazy about it is that I remember, I don't remember the full letter, but the one thing I do remember out of that letter, it said, you would look better in a blue and silver <laughs> better than in better and then uh, maroon and silver, like that. I remember that, and I was like, "That's cold." I'm not even. <laughs> and I said that. I said I'm not even there yet, and it's already starting. Oh my right. gosh! Like, like, I, like I could, I couldn't believe it. But I knew I was going to go to Montana anyway because of my my friend who already kind of just let me. Get, it was like he had the college. Style and you know he already knew the ins and outs already. So I'm like, I got an advantage already there. I didn't even think about Montana State, not even once. You know, I man. I was like, I know I'm going to be a Grizzly. Uh, I remember uh, Coach Blaine Taylor had, uh, came out to uh, visit my, uh, my my granddad at the time and my, my mom, and 
Um, and then, uh, then I get acclimated to the school. And I remember uh, it was like a three-day visit. And I remember telling him I, I committed on the second day. You know, he said, we're going to offer you guys, a, offer you a full-ride scholarship. And I said, I, I'm not even going to waste my time. Like, I, this is where I want to go. I, I absolutely love it here. I, I think I can make uh, I, could, I can make some history here while, while I'm here, and I just right there my second my second uh, day there visiting, I was like I'm I'm I definitely want to be a Grizzly without a doubt. So Scooter, we had a real great group both on the men's and the women's side when you came oh, in. We sure did. Um, I remember a couple things about you. Uh, you sing. <laughs> you have a voice. So I, I just <laughs> remember that right off the bat, and I'm sure you're still singing. Um, but also your movie collection. You had an amazing movie collection. We all just admired mm-hmm. that. That's back in the day when you actually had CDs. Okay, we're dating ourselves. Oh, I uh, mean, CDs. I mean, CDs. I had VHS tapes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I, I still got them, you know? So it's like it's so hard to get rid of them. And kids are like, what's a VHS? I'm like, okay, get away from me. I can't even talk to you right now, you know? <laughs> We had a real family yeah. atmosphere where all of us would just hang out. We had just some good moments. And there, it was a really interesting time, as Coulter alluded to early, with you having to play in Sentinel High School. That one year we were displaced, um, not That's playing right. in our arena and, and going under renovation and then coming back into Dahlberg Arena once it was renovated. But, boy, we had That's some right. fun times hanging out on the side. Just all oh loved God. basketball. But it was it was just you know. great times. I, 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 you're so right, Krista. I remember that. Um, the one thing I do remember is like, okay, it was a high school gym, and I remember that. But I felt that year, I felt so bad for the seniors on that because I'm like, I bet this is how they have to kind of, you know, leave their senior year was on this floor. But for me, I'm coming out of high school, kind of still used to that kind of atmosphere. So I, I felt right at home. You know, me coming from high school and going right into a high school. I'm like, okay, this is okay. Whenever I get my chance, I'm just gonna do do the best whatever time I get. You know what I mean? But I remember feeling for the seniors, and I wanted to go out on a good note for those for those guys. And I remember my redshirt freshman year. I remember like the first half of that season, we lost like seven in a row, and then and then on the second part of the season, we came back and 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 went seven in a row, winning. And missed the playoffs by like, I guess I think against Eastern Washington. I remember that. So, but I mean, but I would not change one bit about that whole thing. It was like you said, it was unbelievable times, great times. And teammates are such a big part of that, right? So when you came in, Matt Williams, Mike Warhank, Matt Seidensticker, those were big producers for the Grizz. But I look at who you yeah. left with: um, Ryan Slider, Travis Greenwald, Dan Trammell. Uh, do you keep up with these players and friends today? Yeah, I tell you what. When I just this past year, I had the opportunity. I, I had doing some PR work for the Globetrotters. I was in Oregon, and I got the chance to meet up with uh, Ryan Ryan Slider and uh, Jared Buckmaster. Nice. So, and nice. and I tell you what, we it's it's like you never left. As soon as we get together, it's like you can't get us away. We just talking about times and what were you thinking of? Like what you I mean? Just I mean just. And and half of course is we talking about Montana, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. unbelievable. And then um, and I, you know Deldre Carr, that's you know Deldre. I'm not sure people know Deldre. He's my best friend. He's been he's been my friend since I was five years old. And we grew up together playing soccer with and against each other, basketball with and against each other. Then we get to Montana. He was I think he went to San Diego 
for a little bit. Things didn't work out. He came over to Montana. Now we're in college together. Uh, talk to him just about as much as I can. Ryan, uh, talk to Travis, Travis Greenwald every once in a while. Um, I got a great story about uh, Matt Williams. And this is actually when I was, um, um, uh, <laughs> uh, once again, my second year, I'm, my, my nickname is Bebe. And we are in Switzerland, right? We're in Switzerland. And I'm out there, you know, doing what we're doing. And all of a sudden, I just said, I hear, Scooter. And I'm like, ooh, somebody, okay. That's familiar. Okay. uh, You're right. I'm like, that that voice sounds familiar. But then again, you remember, I had that guy named Scooter on my team. I'm like, okay, they must be, they must go through the program. They must saw his name or something. Okay. Then all of a sudden, I hear, Scooter, Montana. And I said, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, who's, Somebody, somebody did their homework on me. Somebody knows about my, me. And then, and he said, then he goes, Scooter, Montana, first down, Montana. And I said, oh, no. Oh, no. He knows something right there. And then I kept looking, and it was Matt Williams in the stands. He just stood up, and I said, what the heck are you doing here? I mean, we talked after the game, after the go try the game, and he was like, what's up, man? I was like, what's up with, what's up with you, man? And we just start, I mean, you like again, we just couldn't couldn't break us apart just in there talking, and I I would never forget that. Um, but yeah, I, I try to keep in touch with some of the guys that I played with for sure, for sure. The one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Shane Scooter Christensen, former Grizz men's basketball player, joining us here on our Where Are They Now series. He is currently a Harlem Globetrotter. Our Where Are They Now series probably presented. By Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. They handle cases across the state of Montana and focus in specific areas to ensure they provide their clients with the best representation possible. Uh, we we got to talk Blaine Taylor for a minute. I, I know that that was only part of your career, and then you finished up under Don Holst, but Coach Taylor is certainly right. a, a local legend in Missoula, one of the most beloved figures in, in Grizz history, and a guy that I've just loved getting to know over the years just because he is just... He is just one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's got a one-liner for everything. He's just so entertaining. Quick wit. So, I mean, what was it like playing for that guy, though? Because sometimes, like, he has a one-liner for everything, and sometimes he's trying to be serious, and he's just so funny, you just can't help but laughing at him. What was it like playing for a guy like that? i tell you what. I I only, when he was there, my redshirt freshman year, where I didn't play, I was a redshirt freshman, so I just traveled with the team, and I would practice. Um... But I got the chance to know him just on how, like, my goodness, this this guy can get intense when it's time to get intense. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was one of those things. And but I remember wanting to impress him so much because I was a freshman, and of course, as a freshman, I'm going up against Ryan Dick and J.R. Campbell and Side Sticker. I'm like, dude, this is a whole nother level. You know what I mean? So I'm going to, and I'm getting better playing these guys. And uh, but. Plain Taylor, man, what what a great guy he is—a one-liner kind—and of, I can't even remember some of the one-liners he used to say. It was just so funny. But I remember him just being just a competitive guy that wanted to win, and he would get his wins. And um, I remember one year he goes, uh, "Now look," he brought me to uh, he brought me to breakfast one time. And he says, "Look, now um, I'm really considering of bringing you off of redshirt and having you play some point guard." And I said. A coach, um, because I was, I felt I was doing fairly well in practice to impress him. 
to where it was like, okay, you know, I might have a chance. And I remember he did bring Jared Buckmaster. Me, Jared Buckmaster, and Ron, and Travis Greenwald all came in at the same time, the same year. And he took Jared off of red shirt and played Jared. And Jared did really good, you know, got his time. So, And I remember telling him, I said, Coach, there's no doubt that I know that I can contribute to this team if you want to bring me in our red shirt. I said, my only problem is that I would hate for you to bring me off red shirt and all of a sudden I do something that you don't like and then I mess up my year. So I, I said, if it was me, I, I would rather stay. But if you need me, Coach, I'll be behind you 100%. And then we end up just – I end up finishing out my red shirt year. But I remember him having that moment where he thought he was going to bring me off red shirt. And that let me know that I impressed him. I did my job. And, hey, it, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Shay Christensen joining us. We only have a couple minutes left with Scooter, but this has been awesome. I appreciate you spending so much time, man. But one of the uh, one most memorable, one of the most stunning, uh, one of the great highlights in Grizz Hoops history came your senior year in that semifinal game uh, against Montana State in Bozeman. When Dan Travel gets the putback dunk at the buzzer and then does the backflip in front of everybody, I mean, I'll never forget it. It's one of the most vivid sports <laughs> memories of my life, man. So what was it like being a part of, of that team? Because that team... Uh, had an up and down year, but then you peaked at the right time and went all the way to the NCAA yeah. tournament, and that was one of the great highlights in Grizz history. I tell you what, I I still I have that on my Instagram that play, and I have to watch it at least. You know, I can't let a, like two weeks go by without me watching that one play, and still to this day, I'm like, why wasn't that dunk on like top ten ESPN or something? For Somebody sure. should have sent that in because. I, that that game, not not that particular game, we were down by 16, 15 or sixteen points with eleven minutes to go. And I remember, I didn't have a good shooting game, but Brent Cummings and David Bell, they were doing their thing. So I took it upon myself. I said, you know what? If I'm open, I'm going to continue to shoot because I don't want to not, you know, not have any confidence in my shot, but. You know, as a player, you know, sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not. And this one of the days that I wasn't I wasn't on. But my distributing the basketball and making the right play, that was on. You know what I mean? And I saw that we just kept chipping away, kept chipping away. And then, by God, you look up and we're right there. And we're down. I think it's either tied or we're down by one. And I remember Don Host drawing up a play for Travis Greenwald to get the ball. Like on the, on the, as, a, as you're looking at the basket, it was on the left side of the block. And I remember him drawing this up. And I remember telling myself inside, I said, if that don't work, I'm doing what I got to do. So, and if you look at it, I came and I came to the left side. And, and if you, if, if you look at it in slow motion, if I would have waited just a half second little later, Travis was open, but in the moment, I'm like, oop, he ain't there. So I just turned right, and I was coming across the creek like the elbow. And as and then David Bell was kind of like, he was kind of like moving sideways back um, like to the three-point shot because he had just hit a couple. I'm like, okay, he's hot right now. So I got fouled as I was passing the ball like to the corner, and we're like moving simultaneously. He's moving to the corner, and I'm passing the ball at the same time trying to so that defender won't get it. And everybody knows when David Bell shoots the ball, he doesn't hold his follow through. When he's feeling good, he shoots it and he puts his hands down real quick. Yep. And when he did that, everybody said, "Oh, it, it's going in." Of course, it's going. He feels good. And 
what made that moment so magical, so good, is that everybody is looking at that ball to see if it goes in. Nobody's looking at Dan Travel. Right. <laughs> Nobody, because you all, I mean, and as you see, the, I mean, it's like five, four. It's like one of those things. And that circle goes, that ball goes in and out, and Dan just comes out of I don't know where. <laughs> and just, I mean, just palmed it perfect, dunked it perfect. And I think we went up by two or one. I, I want to say two points. Either one, two or one. He dunked it, and it just, I mean, it was just like, yo, he, where did we come from? And everybody's going crazy. But I remember having the presence of mind of grabbing that ball and throwing it to the referee because I didn't want them to get a quick inbound play and all that stuff. But I think what happened was we were cheering so much that I think the coach had called a timeout or something like that. We all went to the bench and was just going crazy. I'll never forget that play. Still to this day, that should be on ESPN. Top 10, number one for me. We need to get that shared out on our page. We'll definitely get that shared out for sure. I I have it on my Instagram, and I will send it to you guys. You can please play it as much as you want because (laughs) I absolutely it puts a smile on my face every single time. I just can't believe it. Can't believe it. Well, Shane, this has been great. We could roll with you forever, but we got to get a, a, one more break in. But thanks so much for being here, man. It was really a pleasure catching up. And uh, keep on doing the thing, man. A wise man once told me, basketball can take you all around the globe, and you're a great example of that. So uh, keep on doing your thing, man. Thanks so much for making time for us today. Thank you, Scooter. Hey, thank, thank, you, Scooter. thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. Thank you. Where are they now? Presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Consultations always free. Call them anytime, 406-542-2233 to discuss your case. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. We could have gone forever with this guy. I didn't even get to ask him half the questions we wanted to ask him because he's such a good storyteller, but good one. Thanks for setting that up. That's really fun. Yeah, he I mean, was really just fun. just taking yeah. it back in history and just taking a look at, you know, just monumental times in Grizz Hoops. It was just fun taking going down memory lane. We have our, our uh, community spotlight coming up. Uh, and that's about all we're going to have time for. So we'll see you on the other side. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It'd be sad when this series is over. Where are they now? Series has been great. Such insightful so guests. Thanks so much for setting this up. Chris Redpath uh, joining us. Once a week here on Nuanas Now for Where Are They Now? It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. And uh, thanks to Shane Scooter Christensen, a former Grizz point guard, played at Montana in the late 90s and early 2000s, was a senior on that 2002 Grizz team that went to the big dance, uh, and uh, an ambassador for all of us uh, on the global level, and now playing for the Harlem Globetrotters. Appreciate Scooter for joining us. Uh, What a great interview he was. If you missed it, you can find it on the podcast. Uh, Just search Nuanas Now on all your various podcast hosting platforms. We're up against it, but... We got to get our community spotlighted, and this is a cool one. Community spotlight this week is presented uh, by Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is an online fundraising platform, and uh, they are going to help you no matter what your organization is. They prioritize high school sports, but uh, they can help you raise money no matter what your your uh, 
your cause is, and they just do such a great uh, job of getting the information in front of a bunch of people. It's a great way if, you know, people from outside of your community want to donate. So appreciate Vertical Rays uh, for being a part of this. But tell us about Grizz Kids. It's a great organization. Oh, I, I love this organization. Founded, and the president is Mike Rankin, who is... Former Grizz linebacker, one of the all-time great linebackers in Grizz history. Yes. Grizz Kids is a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, that distributes donated tickets to disadvantaged individuals in the Missoula community. We know, unfortunately, as Grizzly football became more than a small town football program, the ability to attend games and enjoy the game became harder for a lot of children, um, especially financially disadvantaged kids. And so it's it's really neat to see that for the past six years, Grizz Kids has provided over 50 tickets to each home game uh, free of charge and to its beneficiaries, along with a Grizz Kids shirt, hat, and vouchers for food at the concession stand. And I just think that's really neat. And I'd love for the community to know ways to help. You can refer the program two different organizations that might want to have their group home be a part of that. And you can get on the grizzkids.com website and fill out a form. You can also donate to Grizz Kids. They use any of these funds to assist with the provision of tickets to many of these disadvantaged kids. But also if you are a season ticket holder and you want to donate your tickets, you can drop them off at the university ticket office or contact the university I also want to bring up that this board is all former Grizz football players. Mike Rankin, obviously the president, Tom Polich, Brian Tripp, Thad Hughes, Mike Boucher, Jeff Larson, Shane McIntyre, Dylan McFarlane. These are all names that our Missoula community, uh, they're all familiar. And it's really and lot, neat I that bet you a back. lot of those guys are listening right now. So shout out if you are. Thanks, guys. Uh, That's a great organization. So if you want to be involved in it, uh, just look into Grizz Kids, or you can just donate, as Krista said, just donate your tickets right there at the ticket office, and they'll make sure they find a home with a lucky kid or two. Uh, so great job by them, and a great job by you. Our Community Spotlight, presented by Vertical Rays. Why is Vertical Rays different? At first glance, it may seem like an online fundraising platform uh, that they're all similar, but that's far from the truth. Vertical Rays has improved upon the ways fundraisers are shared and made it easier for people to donate. As a result, programs raise substantially more and deliver a bigger check than all other platforms. They give family and friends more ways to support programs from across the country and even internationally. Visit verticalraise.com to learn more. We're going to get to our Big Sky Women's Hoops conversation someday, but uh, basketball season will be here soon enough. In the meantime, though, we got to get out. We'll be right back. Carol and Sigurd doesn't know sports. will join us. Appreciate Ryan and Miller Law for their continued support of our Where Are They Now? I can uh, appreciate Chris Redpath for spearheading this idea once again. Nuwana's now back right after this. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.